0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. As usual, it was another week, kind of an interesting week with a lot of things going on at work and a lot of people trying to make the right decisions about circumstances and people, and that's always a fun, in parentheses, type of situation because nobody likes to make judgments on other people, or what their motives or desires might have been, but yet sometimes you have to make decisions and decide what's going on based on the information and facts you have. So, for some people, it was a better week than others, and this next week shall hold some interesting circumstances as that moves forward and whatever the fallout or progression of that situation is. But it made me think about a lot of things during the week, such as when should you put your two cents in, when should you show mercy and kindness, and when should part of being merciful to other people includes being consistent in how you treat the current situation based on how similar situations have been treated in the past. So... Those things I will have to wrestle with and deal with, and that brought it to this morning when a person that we meet with every Sunday morning asked an interesting question, and it was put out as a trivia question, and I don't think it was so much a trivia question as they wanted to know what I thought, and as I can best pronounce it it's by looking it up, it was a question about the Baha'i faith. Most people call it Baha'i, and those of that particular faith following a religion think that's a slur or a slander, so I don't really know. I apologize if I didn't pronounce it correct. Well, this was a religion that was founded in the early 19th century and has grown and has people that see it, and one of the key tenets to it is they're looking for a one world order where every race and creed and nation gets along and works well together and there's not any of these groupings of the communists, the capitalists, the socialist, the black, the white, the Asian is what I'm gathering they're looking at, that all humanity is bound together. And and I can agree with that because in my Christian faith I believe that there is just one humanity separated by different ethnicities and cultures because of where they live but we're all one humanity and as I saw a show today that if we keep hurting each other we're just all going to be miserable so it's a laudable goal to put everyone together and see if we can't get on the same page and quit trying to grab for all the glory or all the power or all the resources, which seems to be the way that countries like to do that, that they want the power. They want to be in control because, after all, their way of viewing how a country should run, and I'm talking about the governments, not just the everyday people, the way they see that it should run, they're convinced in their minds it's the right way to run. So... With that question, I did go on to explain that I agreed with some of the tenets of what it was teaching, and I went on to say that um, I also thought, like C.S. Lewis, that there are really only two religions, and the Baha'i faith would be part of one, which is Hinduism, which thinks that there are many, many ways to get there in any ways as good as the other. And then there's Christianity that is exclusive of its claims. In other words, anybody can be a Christian, but you have to believe what the Christian scriptures say about God, His Son, and eternal life. And if you believe that, you can be a Christian. And the Baha'i faith, uh, along with Hinduism, any road gets there. It's just that you finally get to that final end point of becoming like God, and engulfed in God, and encompassed by God, and it's more of a spiritual, ethereal thing than really living eternally from what I can gather and all I've read over the years. So, having said that, where did my mind go from that point? And my mind went to a book I've been reading, and I think I've told you about the title of the book, but if not, it's called The Most Dangerous Superstition. And when my friend asked me that question, and the more I thought about it as I listened to the sermon, and yes, I did pay attention to the sermon, and it was all about prayer, really good sermon, and it had some good points in it for those that believe in the Christian faith, some really good points about how to hear from God and, and to be in God's will. And that's important that we know that if you're following the Christian faith. But I also thought about the fact of, since we were talking about God and being in His presence and in His will, that how do we look at the world? And the Baha'i faith and Christianity don't look at it the same, nor do governments. And then the book I'm reading brought about the fact of something that's really been playing over and over in my mind. And it fits with this ideal of a one world government that if we just get enlightened enough and get to the point that we have this one government in place, then everything will be a bowl full of cherries and will never be in the pits. I do not believe that to be true, and here's why. There was a question in the book that asked, if man cannot govern himself without a government, if there must be this group of people that are in place that oversees everybody and keeps everybody in line, how do we get there? Because if man is so bad in going in the wrong direction, and I believe the Christian scriptures kind of bear out that man left to his own will go the wrong way, but if that's true, and man goes his own way, and he will destroy things, and he needs someone to overshadow him, and shepherd him, and guide him, and direct him, but your solution to get that is to take a group of elite people, smart people, whatever philosophical people, however you pick them, but you're going to take this group of people out of this mass of humanity that cannot be trusted to govern itself. And yet they are part of the vast majority of humanity that can govern themselves, but yet you say they can't. So now you're putting a segment of this group of people into the powerful position of overseeing everyone else. Well, how do you think that's going to work for you? Because you've got these people who are supposed to be in charge of people that are just like them. That veer off that think the wrong way, that come up with the wrong ideas. And if you don't believe that's true, let's just go back and let you study your history and look at all the things that have been done in the name of progress, in the name of liberty, and look at those governments and see just how they really were just interested in their own power, They were just interested in giving their own ideas. They were only interested in their morality as they saw morality. Now, a lot of people would like to jump on America for saying that they didn't like black people and they didn't think black people were equal. Well, let's go look at the Chinese in modern time and how. They look at people that aren't pure Chinese, or we could talk about Hitler, who thought a pure race, and he had a definition of what that pure race was. And we can go on and on in every type of government, and we learn that mankind does have a problem. And that problem is that there is nothing outside of himself that he trusts or believes in. And that in his own instincts, in his own measurement of himself, is not sufficient. So this week, with that question asked by my friend and reading the book I Am, I'd like to make a case once again for Christianity and for God. And for there being a creator outside of ourselves who gave us a model of how to get along with each other. With such sayings as think of the interest of others more highly than yourself. To not think too highly of yourself. Also to treat others as you would want to be treated. If we think about all those things, no matter what religion, ethnicity, or national background you come from, those are good things. And everyone can live by those. And so over and over my head, I keep looking at that idea of how can I trust someone that's just like me, that has the flaws that I have, to govern over me, to have my best interest in mind. If you really admit to yourself the truth of humanity that you have encountered over your lifetime, you will admit That whether you believe in Christ or God or that He is the God, maybe you believe in someone else, but man is deceitful above all else. We deceive ourselves all the time, and most of the time we do it with the help of a government telling us who all the bad guys are. And many times we don't even know the bad guys, we don't know what they think, we don't know their motives. We're just told that those are their motives. We're told that the Chinese must be wary. They're trying to take over the world. And I'm sure they're telling them that we're trying to take over the world and put them down just as we know those in Iran have said America's the great Satan. And why do they do that? Because they want you to live in fear. And the only way I've learned to begin to not live in fear fear of death, fear of what might happen tomorrow. I mean, I get emails in my inbox all of the time of the great catastrophe that is coming. And you know, there may be a catastrophe. But in my faith, I am told that his people have never been found begging bread, that they've always had. Paul states it, that in want and in plenty, he was in good shape. And so, I just want to challenge you this week to maybe look outside of your government, look outside yourself, and see maybe if it's not important for you to decide, and I hope, I'm going to be honest with you, that you would decide on the side of Christianity, that the truths found in those words and from that prophet Because all the other religions mostly agree that these people that are in their religion were prophets. Just one was better than the other. And I happen to believe that Jesus Christ was not only a prophet, but the Son of God. And that being true, being the Son of God and the co-creator of this world, as is explained in Scripture along with the Holy Spirit, then he deserves my admiration. And he deserves for me to follow him and get outside of myself. And so I guess the challenge I'm giving you is to begin to open your eyes and get outside of humanity. And if you have to, study every religion that's out there, but understand that, as I've said time and time again, if you were the final judge, And your estimation of what's right and wrong, or your government's estimation of what is right or wrong, is the final say, then that's a terrible place to be in. Because when we look at ourselves, we're going to take care of ourselves first and foremost. And that's what governments do they take care of their own power, they take care of themselves. I can say that about my government. You go into government and you don't have a lot of money and you come out and you have a lot. They were taking care of themselves. They give themselves pay raises and they don't take care of the people. They just keep raising taxes and spending more money than they have. So I want you to think about that. Is there a different way for people to interact with each other and take care of themselves together Because they deal with individuals. They don't deal with powers that tell them what individuals think and who is against them and who is for them. So get out of yourself. Look and see if maybe there's a standard that you can trust beyond yourself, beyond your country, beyond your government. Blessing, protection, and favor